Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Want to learn how to be an entrepreneur? You are dedicated and devoted to a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the entrepreneur effect. We'll highlight opportunities for entrepreneurs in digital marketing through interesting, practical, and thought-provoking interviews and monologues. Increase your income and be your own boss by listening to The Entrepreneur Effect. Please welcome your host, a 25-year veteran in sales, management, and business development, Dush Ramachandran. Hi, and welcome to Entrepreneur Effect. This is Dush Ramachandran. My guest today is Carl Bryan, who is the founder and chairman of Focus.com, which is a company that coaches coaches. Carl coaches 800 coaches across 24 different countries, and he is really, when it comes to coaching, Carl is the man to know. Carl, welcome. It's a delight to have you. Hey, my man. What's happening? Good to be here. Excited to be here. Appreciate your time, man. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, uh, Carl, let's get started with your origin story. How did you how did you get started in the coaching business? How did you decide you wanted to be a coach for coaches? Uh, it was that strategic. I would have been doing well, but that's not quite how it all played out. But uh, my big brother committed suicide when I was 16 years old over a business failing. I'm sorry. Um, probably don't need to explain. Yeah, that's cool. But again, just launched a young man on a mission that, uh, you know, my, my brother, he was an elite, elite, you know, world-class skier and uh, A-type personality. When he did things, he did them at 100 miles an hour. And um, so to this day, I can very comfortably say that I do my utmost, which I'm pretty sure I'm failing wildly, but I uh, try to live for two and, uh, you know, try to spread the good word and uh, help a lot of folks out. So, and I think it would also be fair to say that from that, my mother then drank herself to death, which I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. Um, you know, so my mother drank herself to death effectively as punishment for, you know, what happened to my brother, to do, to do, to do. Um, pretty horrific scenario, quite frankly, if you're a 16 year old kid. Sure. Uh, you know, very chaotic environment, very challenging. But, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger, as they say. And I'm comfortable to say at this day that I can't change the past, unfortunately, which I would love to. But I do my best to get out there and help entrepreneurs because at the end of the day, it just it, it didn't need to pan out that way. Right. Like building a successful company 
we're going to talk about a little bit today. It's just not that challenging, but unfortunately it's, you know, they say common sense is very seldom common. Well, when you're building a business, you pretty much want to, you know, the contrarian route or the, you know, doing the opposite of what would make like, you know, would make sense is normally a better route than the one that uh, seems the path the fo- to follow for most business owners. So those are my experiences, bro. But that's what I, that's what, that's kind of what, what drives me, man. That's what drives me. Very cool. Well, that certainly would have been a pretty, pretty traumatic uh, situation to grow up with, but certainly you made, you made something out of it and you built something great and you've impacted so many lives. So did you, did you start off um, with coaching people or did you get into business of your own and then finally decided that people needed to get help? Yeah, no, I, I was an on, you know, I was a kid at 14 years old out there pushing a lawnmower and started a window washing business and employed a couple of my buds and that sort of stuff. Um, so I got going like that. And I'll tell you, a big sort of infliction point would have been I was living in Australia and I got sponsored by the president of National Small Business Australia when I was 21, which on the surface might sound a little bit impressive. It's not, but I was basically a a young guy at the right, you know, the right place at the right time. And I just had an unbelievable mentor. And what he taught me at the age of 21, at the time, I don't know that I was appreciating it all, but, you know, by osmosis, what I, what I learned set me up for a, uh, you know, pretty reasonable uh, business career. So then I, I went from that, I've owned a hockey rink. I've done all kinds of cool businesses. I've owned my own skate park, my own retail shop. Uh, always been an entrepreneur. So I think that, you know, then I just kind of got into, in fact, I went a lot from hockey coaching into business coaching, kind of how it all segued. Sure. But I, uh, yeah, once I got going, man, I, and, and then it just kind of evolved. And then I built my own business coaching company. I built a five and a half million dollar business coaching company. So we used to do $400,000 a month in new small business coaching clients. Sure. And in some people's worlds, that's small potatoes and other people's worlds, that's bigger than they can think. But I just, you know, we did pretty well in the business coaching world. And then I segued that into building software, online tools and whatnot for business coaches. Amazing. So, you know, you've, you coach coaches, but in order to coach coaches, in order to build the massive coaching business that you've built, you have to have a keen understanding of business itself and the kinds of mistakes that most people make um, when they get into business. So for the benefit of our listeners who are entrepreneurs themselves, they're business owners, they're in the in a half million to $5 million a year uh, businesses. And, uh, you know, it, what we try to do on this show is to try to provide something practical, something actionable that they can take away and implement in their businesses. So um, if you could talk about, say, you know, we got about four minutes left in this segment. So if you could talk about two or three things that most entrepreneurs, most business owners make a mistake with, I think that'd be super helpful. Um, I certainly can. They don't understand their numbers. <laughs> so I always say, you know, there's seven wonders of the world, you know, the Great Wall of China, the Coliseum, et cetera. Um, the eighth wonder of the world is that expenses creep up to revenues. And when you really understand the dynamics of it, um, in fact, let me explain it this way a little bit differently. 
let's just say that the average business has 25% margins, right? When I sit down with them, they'll say 50. And then about 30 seconds, I can show them that 50 is not 50, but it's going to be closer to 20 or 25. If I earn them a dollar, they keep 25 cents, right? right Pretty straightforward right. at 25% margins. But if I go through your expenses and I save you a dollar that didn't otherwise need to be spent, which would be about 50% of the time from my experience, you keep a hundred cents on the dollar. So if I was going beat it, like I was going to help a business owner, where do you think I start? Do I, do I start by hitting the gas pedal and trying to speed up? Or do I start by hitting the handbrake and saying, okay, where are we? Like the most important, if, you, if you're looking at a, uh, a map, the most important part of the map, 100% of the time is the little arrow that says you are here. Right. right? So it's, and the mistake that people make is if they're always, you know, it's, it's, it's accelerator before it's make sure the wheels are bolted on. That's what I'd say. Got it. So there's, there's more to be gained in taking a hard look at your expenses than trying to go find, you know, yeah. more revenue. Well, it's a, as a starting point, yes. But okay. also then it's like, okay, well, what, Carl, we're not going to grow our business. We're only going to sit here and manage revenues or expenses, right. right? That doesn't make any sense either. But no, what I'm saying is that I want you to keep one eye on expenses the whole way up. Because, you know, do you want to build, do you want to make $500,000 on a business that does a million dollars? Or do you want to earn five hundred on a business that does five million? Right. I probably don't need to fill in the blanks to say that, you know, a 500,000 of a million is going to be a significant easier existence sure. for the average business owner. And that's what they're ultimately, most people get into business for lifestyle, right? It doesn't work out that way, but that's absolutely. what they get into it. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. So that's the one mistake, um, not knowing your numbers. What's another one? Um, not having, I could go on, but not having an upfront offer. Okay. So you need to, in the internet world, we would call it a hook. Yep. Uh, but in the, the regular business world, we call it an upfront offer. Not having an upfront offer um, is borderline insanity. Um, so as an ex I'll just use my own from my internet marketing days. Please so do. the first ever, so this is a hook, but also an offer. That's very important for everybody to understand. You've got to have an offer to make it really easy for people to come in and try you. So what I did is I had... Um, how I earned $187,000 in my first nine months online as a coach. Okay, so there was my hook. Yep. Okay, and then it was a membership site and a DVD offer. And then I followed that up with how I generated 250 hot new coaching leads in 90 days using Google. All right, and my target audience are coaches, which is important, right? And yep. by the way, most people don't know their target market. You really need to specifically know who it is that you're talking to. Exactly. But having a, so that is a hook. But really, it's an upfront offer, which allowed me to get credit cards. I did a free, what's called free plus shipping with forced continuity. Sure. Yep. I don't know that we're going to go too in-depth, but I basically got their credit cards to mail them a book um, or a DVD in this instance. And then we thought that they get a membership forced continuity as they had to pay $97 a month to continue to get my membership site. But then the first thing that we did is we called them to do a, um, you know, an orientation call and then our goal was to upsell them. We already had their credit card. So our goal was to upsell them into something more impressive and significantly more expensive. Beautiful. That sounds <clears throat> great. Wonderful. Um, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Carl Bryan. Stick around. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more of the Entrepreneur Effect when we return. 
Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, You'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, It's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences, marketing on purpose. LPO, landing page optimization, where we make marketers great using design, data, psychology, and attitude. Join our host, Brian Massey, best known as the Conversion Scientist, as he sits down with leading marketers to help you create campaigns that deliver. LPO, only on webmasterradio.fm. You are experiencing the entrepreneur effect, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Dush Ramachandran. Welcome back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. Today is Carl Bryan, who is the chairman and founder of Focus.com, who, and that is a coaching company for coaches. So, Carl, before the break, we were talking about how you got started and kind of the, the mistakes that uh, uh, entrepreneurs and business people often make, which is not knowing their numbers and not having an upfront offer. Now, when you, now I'm sure you've, you've encountered a lot of coaches who, you know, really offer good advice and who provide good value to their clients, but don't have their own house in order. Do you help them do that? Do you help <laughs> them get their houses in order? I don't understand the question. You mean that they're the mechanic with the beat up car? I'm totally yeah, that's, or, or the cobbler's kids with bad, with no shoes. This, this is it. Yeah. So uh, yes, absolutely. So what I would say just, okay, when you're building a business, I can normally find, and this is more, it is hundred percent direct. Like if you're a service-based company, this hundred percent is you, but it would also, you know, for the manufacturing concerns, the retailers, 
um, et cetera, would also follow. But what I find is you go three baskets, right? So you've got lead generation, you've got conversion, and then fulfillment, right? So I think we're talking, right. you know, the, the business coach that needs a little bit of assistance, but this is just a service-based business. Yep. Got to understand which point, you know, what they're working on, not try to, you know, to, what do you call it? Like, you know, like, um, you know, break down what it is that they're doing in activities and not, you know, not cobble everything into um, one another, but you'll find lead generation and conversion basically take talent and then fulfillment takes time, right? Like when you take on staff, you take on clients, there's training, like, especially with staff training and development, it takes a lot of time and you've got to make sure. And most folks think about one and two, but completely, you completely forget about basket number three, right? So they're, building this coaching business and they get 20 clients and then they've got three events coming up and they're wondering why they can't keep up and why all of a sudden, you know, again, they become that, that coach a little bit disjointed. Right. So I, I find that that makes it a lot easier for both coaches, service-based businesses and anybody. And also for me to coach somebody yeah. where I can break their business down into a three baskets and then understanding implicitly exactly what basket we're working on at any one time and, and not cross pollinating, right. Not, you know, just, cobbling everything into into one so i find that that's very important for coaches to understand and where do you think the disconnect is is it is it because they don't intellectually understand it or is it because they understand it but they get wrapped up in the the minutiae of day-to-day work that you know unfortunately things slip by the way much like most business owners i think it's just a, a lack of under you know what i mean it's kind of it's never thought through very strategically. Like again, sure. most people are day to day, week to week, month to month, if that. And really, if you understand the wealth and understanding, you know, growing businesses, really, you've got to take a 10 year viewpoint. So I think that's lack of knowledge above all else. And then at the end of the day, really from a fulfillment standpoint, and that's where all the money is, it's all the time, but it's also all the money, right? Getting the client is one thing, retaining them, you know, repeat business equals profit. Right. So rather than going to find new coaching clients, you got to look after these existing guys. And there are certain principles that they don't understand. Like a really good one is financials. I've kind of been on a journey. I'm very much a sales and marketing guy, yeah. but I've been on a little bit of a journey over the last number of years to understand small business finance and accounting at a level that I just, I really think that I, you know, I've forgotten more about it than most people are going to know. And I hope that doesn't sound overconfident. Just kind no, of, you're right. yep. mm-hmm. um, but it's super important. And that, so from a fulfillment standpoint, like if I could go work with a coaching client and I could earn my fees before we even started, I mean, obviously, you know, this would make life a whole lot easier, right? Like we talked about in the last segment a little sure. bit about, you know, going through their expenses, going through their credit card statements, you know, basically hitting the handbrake before we hit the accelerator. Like, again, I don't think that they have a good handle on that kind of thing, Um and on that, and then if you were to press me and say, well, okay, well, what about small business finance is a little bit of magic? Like, what have you learned um, that would impress you? It's, okay, so if you meet a successful business owner that's gone on and, you know, bought the Porsche and the big house or whatever that meant to them, but, you know, really hit it, they'll almost always tell you that at some stage, the rubber met the road, but they'll say, you know, like when it rained, it poured. I can't quite explain it, but all of a sudden I managed to, you know, at one stage, it really started to keep a lot of this money and it really happened and when it happened, it really happened quick, right? Well, right. It, it didn't. It wasn't pouring when it was raining. It, what, that's not the metaphor. What What happened is that when you understand financial statements, and I don't want to freak anybody out by talking about balance sheets and income statements and cash flow statements because it's very basic stuff. Everybody right. sure. should go and take a you know have a basic understanding of it. 
But if I look at an income statement, one of the first things I'm looking for, like I want to find your break even. Here's sure. the magic. If I look at an income statement and say they got um, gross profit margins of, say, 60%, and then they've got net profit margins of 20%, well, what happens is once I hit break even, and let's assume break even is five hundred thousand dollars a year, okay? Right. Every dollar above five hundred thousand basically is at gross profit margins, as in sixty percent instead of twenty. So all the way up until fifty, they're only making twenty percent margins, and above five hundred thousand, they're now making sixty percent margins. Well, this is how you really start to make some money with your coaching clients or any business owner that's listening. This is, and I would dare bet that nine of 10, if not 9.8 out of 10 businesses listening, unfortunately, and that's not because of our audience, that's because this is, you know, human nature. Sure. Yeah. They wouldn't have a clue what their break even is, right? right? Which is just, it's borderline insanity. And this is the way, again, I said it earlier, like, do you want to make 500,000 on a million or do you want to make 500,000 on 5 million, right? Significantly. Right. Um, you know, significantly, as a rule, depending upon if lifestyles factored in, five hundred grand on a million, significantly uh, more exciting. For another sure. thing that I would, another thing if you, so another thing that I would say, okay, so again, through my, you know, my um, journey of understanding accounting at a really high level, what else would I, you know, encourage a business coach or, for that matter, a business owner to understand? And that's like if I look at an income statement. The second most powerful thing I can do is what's called common sizing, right? Which again, no time to describe common sizing, but I can tell you it's basically taking a percentage of the expense yep. and then um, you know allocating it to you know versus revenue. So like if you had a restaurant and they were paying, they did a million dollars last year gross, and then they were paying two hundred fifty thousand dollars in rent. When we common size their income statement, it would be twenty five percent. Just twenty five percent of their revenue right. is basically spent on on um on right. that right. okay here's the magic though in my opinion right not that's powerful but understanding see most people almost nobody thinks in percentages and that is something that everybody should do okay so let's i'll assume that there's some internet marketers listening here some guys yep. that are pretty good online if you've got a two like if you have a landing page and you have a two percent conversion and then we get together and then we increase it from two to three percent. Yep. On the average untrained eye, that appears to be a one percent improvement. It's but a fifty percent improvement. Boom. They don't see that. So if you were yep. making twenty grand a minute ago, you're now making thirty grand, right? Or yep. another example is that if a business owner made a hundred thousand dollars in profit last year and I'm coaching them, and then I work out that they have twenty percent margins, well, we go through again the credit card statements, the expenses. Whatever it is, we increase their prices. Um, basically, we get their margins from 20 to 30 percent. Right. On the surface, that appears to be a 10 percent improvement. 10 percent on 100 grand is 10 grand. Not bad, but not all that exciting. Well, that's not what happened. 20 it's to 30. Yes, yeah, 50 percent improvement. That's 50 grand. Boom. If yep. I charge two grand a month, I'm 24 grand a year. If I can do that in the first meeting before you sign me up as your coaching client within the first month of working with you, you know, you I doubled your return over the next 12 months on our coaching. And Absolutely. frankly, again, in most people like expenses, including for unfortunately the business coaches of the world, like this is up there with returning the library book in terms yep. of importance. And I can't begin to tell you how important it is. Remember, the eighth wonder of the world is that, you know, again, there's a Great Wall of China, the Colosseum, et cetera. 
the eighth wonder of the world is that expenses crawl up to revenue and you can't let that happen with your business if you well you can but you're going to have a less than desirable um, situation with your business where you be significantly more profitable really quickly and really easily absolutely so, that makes that makes that. a lot of sense. Yep, that's great. Well, yeah. let's take a quick break, um, and when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Carl Bryan. Stick around; we'll be right back. Stay tuned for more of the Entrepreneur Effect when we return. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. You are experiencing the Entrepreneur Effect only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Dush Ramachandran. Welcome back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. And my guest today is Carl Bryan, who is the founder and chairman of Focus.com. So, Carl, before the break, we were talking about, you know, the mistakes that uh, business owners make and what they need to understand very clearly. And you outlined a couple of very, very interesting things. Now, you know, you've, you've built your business over a period of time, and I'm sure you've, you know, learned a lot of things along the way. And, you know, if you're anything like me, the best way to learn is to make mistakes. Um, That's how you learn. Hopefully you don't repeat the same mistake, but sometimes, you know, you have to. Um, So what were, what were some of the mistakes that you might've made that would be instructive to our listeners? What early on, you may have made some mistakes that you learned from what, what what might uh, one of them be that uh, our, our listeners can learn from? How much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, what would I so look? I again, I've gone over just understanding, like you know, again, if I have a map 
the arrow that points to you are here is the most important part, right? So a lot of folks are completely out of touch with where they are. And I most certainly have fallen victim to that where, you know what I mean? I, I had these big aspirations and plans for the future. Maybe even a great example would be, remember, if you've got a coaching company or a service-based business, pretty much any company, but service-based for sure, there's three baskets, right? Lead generation, conversion, and fulfillment. Well, I'm a pretty talented marketer. So, you know, that's what people tell me. So I've driven a lot of traffic, you know, done millions of dollars on the internet. And like, I was so lead generation and conversion, very good at it. But the problem when it came time to fulfillment, my fulfillment skills, my servicing fill, you know, my, my ability to service the accounts and whatnot and develop my team and develop my staff weren't up to scratch with my marketing talents, right? Sure. Which is, if you really build a large business, if you introduce me to somebody who has, you know, a business $25 million and above, I'll introduce you to somebody that's in the HR business, whether they realize it or Absolutely. not. And I didn't realize that, right? So it's about, you know, building a team and bringing on A-level players. A-level players as a rule are not created, they are found. Again, a mistake that I have made. I thought that I could develop everybody. I got a hockey background that I, you know, I pride myself on, you know, taking the young guy and bringing him up and putting him on the power play and letting him score, you know, getting him to score and assisting sure. him in scoring and passing on the puck in the right situation. Somebody did. But my experience in business is that people are A players or they're not. And if you want to know, well, what's the difference between an A player and not? Um, two things. One, if they've been elite at something else, they'll probably be elite in your company. Might just take a little bit of time. Like somebody was a world-class skier, a world-class tennis player, um, went to Harvard. You probably find they will be an A play, you know, an A player um, with you. And then the second thing is A players love to be measured. If you introduce me to somebody who doesn't want to be held accountable and doesn't want to have like a leaderboard or a scoreboard for their role, I'll introduce you to a B level player at best. Right. right? So, and again, if you want a really good example of that, tell the story. I was a horrific student, right? I managed to pound through, but at the end of the day, it was not pretty. But my buddy Cody Church went to Harvard. You know, just unbelievably intelligent guy. He used to argue. <laughs> he used to argue with the teachers. Right? I'm sitting there trying to work out, you know, the math problem that they put in front of us. And right. he's there arguing with the math teacher that the way he's worked it out, it should have been, you know, whatever it is, right? And yeah, I'm sitting sure. there going, man, I just want to go to Reese. I just want to go to lunch and go eat my lunch and kick the, you know, play some, you know, whatever hockey I was going to play at lunch hour. Anyways, report card day was his favorite day of the year. Right. Report card day for me was a day yep. that I was about to be grounded. Right? So <laughs> I didn't want to be measured. He did. He was an A player student and I was not. Right. So so that would be that's definitely um, an example of a place that I've made a mess. I've also found I am not immune to the whole social media bug um, without doubt spending too much time farting around. I'm not talking about political debates back and forth, which are totally useless. And hopefully anybody listening to that would know that that's just. You know, to, you're not changing anybody's opinion, right? Sure. Like this is asinine. Um, but, you know, falling victim to time management. So one of the things that I do now is I literally, like, if I pull out my phone right now, here it is. I've got four. I take my day and I break it into four quarters. Okay, so basically four times a day, my alarm goes off to basically say, are you rocking? And then before a day starts, I write down the three most important things that I want to get done. I normally try to get those done before the first quarter, by the way, but definitely between, you know, before halftime, definitely before the end of the day. Um, sometimes that's not possible for a variety of different reasons, but 
that's one of the ways that I stay, um, hold myself accountable from a time management perspective. And definitely, you know, social media is a place, yes, you can get a lot of business and, and drive traffic off social media, but it is a 90 day play at best, right? Sure. So if you're looking to hire somebody new and you want them to, you know, drive business, you know, sending them to social media to go work it out is just, and it can happen, does happen, but I don't, I don't do anomalies. I do percentages and that's not an effective use of time whatsoever. So, so let's say that maybe lastly, I would say a mistake that I have made is I am a coach and I I'd like to think that I'm a reasonably positive person by nature. Um, and I don't want to change that. I'm an advocate. In fact, in grade five, I remember I got an award as the something eternal optimist or something along those lines. Right. And I've never forgot it. And I do take a little bit of, um, you know, pride in being the optimistic, happy guy. Right. Yep. Um, but when doing business like social media, when I'm doing, when I'm, when I'm marketing, when I'm sometimes speaking to folks, a contrarian viewpoint can be very, very powerful, right? So like sure. if I'm online, if you watch any of the stuff I do online, I stand against things, right? Like, you know, multiple streams of income would be an example, right? If you show me just multiple streams of income, just stop it. Just if you're listening to this, just stop it. This is stupidity. Forget <laughs> it. It's not happening for you. And I say that, of course, there are the anomalies, right? I got a buddy who's worth more money than God, and he's got multiple streams of income, but I don't use him. I use the percentages, right? So here's the rule. If you don't have one stream of income doing $5 million or above, don't just stop it. End of story. And most people listening don't have a $5 million stream of income because only a quarter of a percent of the population have a, you know, one stream of income doing $5 million. So, okay, that's a contrarian standpoint. And if I go put that on Facebook, which I have, believe me, I'm going to get engagement. I'm going to get people wrestling against me, fighting against me, whatever, which is okay. This is good. It's banter back and forth. I get huge engagement. And the people who stand against it the most get me the most, like all of a sudden, you understand how Facebook works. We have this massive engagement on this one post that I put out, you know, like, you know, 50, 100, 150 comments. All of a sudden, it starts showing up in everybody else's feed as well, because Facebook says, wow, this is of interest to, you know, people following this kind of thing. So, so that would be um, so standing against, which just coincides with how I want to finish this. So if I do, a, I've done lots of public speaking, right? So I'll, I'll do an event and I like getting a standing ovation, right? That don't probably need to explain further than that, that you would assume that that's success. But I don't look for standing ovation. I want to disrupt people. At the end of my talk, if everybody was crying into their hands, that would be a better result than everybody standing up and clapping for me, which is ultimately them waving air towards me. Sure. I want them to have the power. I don't need it. I'm good, right? I got this, right? It's them that they came to see me for a reason. I'm there to disrupt them. I'm there to action them. And I have found in the past that I was there looking for the standing ovation. And just think, and you could take this and twist it a million different ways, but your job is to ultimately disrupt your clients into moving Right. Like that's success when your client actually does something. Right. As Absolutely. opposed to them saying you're just whole, you know, wonderful and whipping out their credit card. Like, what is it that they're doing? So those are a few I could go on and on. I've made some. No, that's great. That's wonderful. Uh, so, Carl, how for people listening who might want to engage with you, uh, who might want to understand a little bit more about you, what's the best way they can engage with you? Um, an easy guy to find, but just focused.com, such so as focused with an ED, focused.com. 
Uh, you can go check that out. Or again, just search me, but I've got a popular podcast. I've got um, a daily email that goes out. I've got a magazine with, you know, all the business, you know, pretty much, you know, most business coaches follow it. Um, so I'm an easy guy to find. But uh, yeah, focus.com. Anybody looking to find out more about what I'm up to or learn from me, I would too happy and honored to uh, find you there. Wonderful. Great. Carl, thank you so much for your time. It's been delightful. And I'm sure our listeners would love to check out focused.com, F-O-C-U-S-E-D.com. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.